What a twist Mr. Braun was. Yeah. Uh, critical race theories everywhere in there. <laughs> 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 Welcome everyone to Pen Pen Pals for a bonus holiday episode um, talking about Steins Gate. I'm Alex. Hey, this is Blixa. Hey, this is Ben. And this time we are going to talk about two kind of side story episodes. Uh, I think the first one's called Egoistic Choreomania. And then the second one is going to be uh, 23B, which was kind of a mystery uh, uh, that I'm really looking to unravel. Uh, and we have one of our one of our favorite guests to have on, friend of the show, Hayden. Hey. Hello. It's so great to be back, especially for holiday episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden, we, we really wanted to have you back because you were on our first episode talking about this. Yes. And that was your first time uh, touching Steins Gate. It was. So we wanted to hear, like, what did you think of the series as a whole since you've watched the whole thing? Oh, I loved the series so much. I had high hopes for it just from the first few episodes. And then it really turned out to be even better than I thought. I think even like turning into like one of my favorite um, animes. Nice. I mean, in 2023, you've just consumed so many time travel based storylines that it just, I wasn't really looking forward to it again, but I feel like this does it different. Like time travel is not the mechanic of the show. It's actually like the medium and it's the, it's the antagonist. Um, It's so nice to see time travel, not just used as a a weapon to get the antagonist, but Mm -hmm. it truly is the antagonist in itself. Hmm. Love that. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head. Like uh, this series is really separated from a lot of other time travel stories. Yes. Well, I have a question for Alex. Hit me. I imagine you didn't have a last time on prepared. I don't have a last time on prepared. I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry. missed opportunity because this technically would have been the first time you could have done a summary for the final episodes of a series. Ah, missed opportunity. <laughs> well, maybe. Okay. Because you could be like, Okabe, and like undo a mistake and redo it. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. The true time travel uh, audio editing. Yes. <laughs> Hey, it fits with the series. That's perfect, Ben. (laughs) Last time on Time Travel, a world-breaking mechanism or fun party trick. After completing his journey and letting Kurisu die to prevent the rise of CERN, Suzuha came back in time again, this time in full Kyle Reese regalia. The problem was this, if Kurisu dies, World War III happens, but if Okabe doesn't see her die, the D-mail drive would never be created. So what's the answer? Theater, of course. But before that, Okabe had to go back and kill Kurisu himself. You know, just to make sure she was dead the first time. And so Okabe set out to relive his trauma, and from a much closer and more precarious angle this time. All of Okabe's plans failed, but in confronting Kurisu's cartoon villain estranged father, Hyoin Kyoma was reborn. The phoenix had risen and was ready to spill his own blood to fool himself and save Kurisu simultaneously. The only downside was letting Kurisu go back to America and live her life out in peace, an acceptable and fitting consequence for Okabe. We then got an overly mushy and super happy aftermath, with each present day character fit into a much better place. The FGL was ready to embrace a bright new future when fate intervened to tell Okabe that there are no consequences to anything as long as you are the main character. But what's that? There are even more angles to this story? 
Could they give further meaning to Okabe's journey? Will we ever meet Suzuha's mother? Is there another ending that Alex might find satisfying? Let's find out. Anything else going on with you, Hayden? Any new projects? Anything big in your life or stuff you, you're happy about? No new projects. It's kind of nice to be in a slow pace of life right now. Um, sure. Looking forward to uh, just completely binge this upcoming season of Steins Gate and the conversations you have going on. Oh, awesome. And are you going to look at uh, Steins Gate Zero? It yeah. sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it seems really interesting. I'm going to check it out. I also watched the the movie follow-up to the end of the, the Alpha timeline or the mm -hmm. Steins Gate uh -huh. timeline. Um, and that was really fun. Um, oh, I kinda, hadn't seen that. It shifts perspectives from um, Okabe to Makise. Uh, <gasps> she like the main, uh, the stories through her eyes. Um, no way. Very, very fun. Why are um, we covering that there's... one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I missed that. So, so is it the same, like the series, but from her perspective? Or is it like it is, future uh, in the series? Continuing through the Steingate timeline, the setup is uh, Okabe starts slipping through the world times, the world, mm -hmm. world lines. And people are forgetting that he existed. And so oh, she wow. goes on a little adventure trying to anchor him in their world line. Interesting. That's smart. It's kind of the inverse of the reading Steiner thing where everyone forgets everything else, but he stays constant. Yes. And now because it's from the inverted perspective, obviously Makise is like, you know, kind of his love interest, but also his foil, you know, yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah. Neat. It was very fun. What do you remember what that one was called? Because we may want to look into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was called Deja Vu, uh, something or another. Um, load region of Deja Vu. Yes, load region of Deja Vu. Mm. This is the link that I uh, viewed it on. Oh my gosh! Thank you. And did you say that you did watch all of uh, Strands Gate Zero? I have not watched all of it. I watched the first okay. episode to kind of get um, a taste of it. And this, the 23B episode truly is the prequel, like setting it all up. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah I've I, only watched a few of the Zero episodes. Yeah, I, I, I watched it, but it was before we started doing it on the podcast. So a little while back now. Yeah, yeah wild. Yeah, I was really struck by how different the tone was. I guess it's sort of like, oh, wow. So this is the Okabe that we would have had if this dude just was walking around with all this trauma. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. I got to be a good headspace for that. <laughs> well, let's get into, we're going to do a super fun thing first. We're going to watch Egoistic Boreomania. Um, and then we'll, we'll go into the speculation and the big discussion of 23B. And for anyone interested in these, it is harder to find these uh, like straight away than the series itself. Like mm -hmm. the series I found on I think Hulu is what I watched it on originally. So mm -hmm. we're also going to provide the YouTube links just in case you need to find these. All right. Three, two, one, play. Wait, are we recording? Yes. <laughs> you made me panic when you asked that. <laughs> like, oh my God, did I not hit it? We just ruined all that shit. I get so much more out of an anime watching with headphones on, but I only do it for this show. And I don't know why I'm like that. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of ceremony to wearing headphones. Like even that yeah. tactile sensation can remind your brain, like we're focusing on this now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, I love it. Slicey lifey and romantic and funny. It's so cute. It's It's very cute for for anyone who really liked, especially the last episode. And really, I mean, I really enjoyed 22. That's where they had their, you know, stolen moment together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this was just like, hey, just because you've lost something, don't shut yourself off to the possibility of something else in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't have to dwell on the past. You can like act on what's important to you free of those constraints. Hmm. So, I mean, I have a little, I, I guess maybe I did want to indulge the feels a little bit more. And I don't know, I I can't say that this is the characters because it does feel like it's the writers. I don't know. It is kind of typical of like Japanese culture to like not really like go all the way with those feelings. But, you know, like they had a great moment and like in my head, you know, in my head canon, you know, it's like he could give her a little bit more. Like if we're doing a love confession, like you are there for me at my lowest moment, all my lowest moments over mm. and over again. And every time you were my strength when I had none, like that's the real shit. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Okabe's young and I think the writers were also young. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but in my head, that's the off uh, screen conversation I had. Mm-hmm. But um I am a sap. I am a romantic sap. And like, I was just thinking about this today, actually, how like affected we are by like little external things, like Mm -hmm. how food can affect your mood Mm -hmm. or um, the chemistry between two people, how that can be influenced by circumstances and surroundings. Mm -hmm. And I've been there. I've been in a moment that was just like, just so devastatingly romantic and I was just feeling all the feelings mm-hmm. and had a wonderful experience with someone and then in retrospect it was like kind of would have been better if that had been with somebody else <laughs> <laughs> hopefully Kirisu won't think that about Akabe but yes yes <laughs> it is nice to at least have those experiences yeah well what you're saying about uh, uh, you know having her as his like kind of rock through all of these uh, uh really difficult journeys through time all these loops of his like it's kind of a a a very positive romantic inversion of the like the burden of the reading steiner right like Mm -hmm. all of these things that are true in your head that no one else has any ideas going on or happened um but also you know like remembering all of that stuff like being able to guide them back to this moment or just remembering how much Kurisu meant to him that gave him strength to try to save her, to try to let her go off into the world and hope that they come back together. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's very poetic. Mm-hmm. I had one question. So Suzuha, he sees someone that looks like Suzuha. It's heavily implied, if not outright stated that that's Suzuha's mom. It looks just like her, has the right hair color, is in the right place to maybe meet Daru somehow. Yeah. But, uh, but at the end, they were talking and he said, like, oh, I was looking for a friend. And Caruso was like, who? And he's like, oh, you don't know them. Um, is it only Caruso that doesn't know them? Because they just met as far as they're all concerned. Do, does everybody else forget Suzuha? Well, so this timeline, they went back to the sort of like the stabbing incident. <gasps> oh, that's right. So Suzuha shows up after that. So okay. I guess in this timeline, she doesn't show up. 
Because she doesn't have a need to go back in time in this timeline, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So this this is another question I had that I didn't voice, but I'm glad I get to voice it now. When she comes back in the Time Machine 2.0, which is able to go backwards and forwards in time, so she's not stuck at the end of her journey, Uh does that erase her time in the past? Because she's the same age when she comes back in the forward time machine. Mm -hmm. So like that means that she didn't start in the 70s. She never lived that life. Like basically she doesn't have a past with Braun anymore, right? Like that got erased. Yeah, it lives on the the alpha timeline and not the beta. Okay. So man, a lot of Suzuha was lost. Yeah. Or like split split into two different Suzuhas almost. So, so sorry, with the alpha and beta, so this bonus episode we just watched, that is beta timeline? It's Steingate timeline. Steingate. Okay. So what's the alpha versus the beta versus the Steingate? Alpha timeline is uh, Mayori dying. Okay. okay. Beta timeline is Makise dying. And Steingate is is both of them them living. Oh, okay. And the original D-mail that he sends walking away from her getting stabbed, that's what puts them on beta. Yes. Okay. That was Their journey was back to Alpha so that they could get to Steinsgate. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we start in Alpha, spend most of the series in Beta, briefly go back to Alpha before ending on Steins. Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. That sounds the same. <laughs> this is why we need Hayden to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep us on track. If you uh, ever watched Psychopaths, if we ever get around to that, we might need someone to help. Because <laughs> that, that gets convoluted too. Yeah. And the, in the... um. The movie follow-up, Suzuha's mom becomes a character. She becomes, she visits the lab and stuff. And so it's, um, it happens pretty quickly. uh, And it's very funny how it happens. And so it is definitely worth a watch. Is it like, I don't want spoilers, but I'm speculating, like, is it connected to those like Rynet meetups that Daru does? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. Because Daru's an active Rynet player. That's how they know Ferris originally. Uh Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Definitely going to have to watch that. Uh, I did enjoy just American police officers just not having any of his shit. Just, yeah. Seemed pretty accurate to me. If like yeah. you're causing a disturbance, especially if you're not white, like yeah. they, LA cops, like they were in yeah. LA, right? Yeah, they're in LA. Yeah, famously calm police officers <laughs> yes. in, in Los Angeles. Oh. Oh he seemed God. to get bailed pretty quickly. I think that was Ferris. That's yeah, where that Ferris comes Ferris. in. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on this one? What, why the fuck does Carisu have a pink Cadillac? She's just like, she's got a retro streak in her. Yeah, I think she's embarrassed to admit some of the stuff that she's like super into. And I think she probably is into some Americana. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was. Do you, do you all remember if she talks about growing up as like a spoiled brat? It might have only come up in the movie. So mm, it kind I don't of think so. Okay, it kind of explains it a little bit more where like she's from like a rich family and so she grows up pretty spoiled. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes more sense of just indulging in the pink Cadillac and Yeah, so maybe that's why she's a child genius. Yeah. Oh, and why she can stay in hotels ad nauseum. Oh, right, yes. right, right. Yes. Cuz I assumed it was because she, like she was in a hotel because she was on loan from one school to another or something like that cuz 
you know, she's like student age, which she's obviously a very accomplished scientist. Yeah. But I guess she can just travel and visit wherever she wants. Yep. Um, this is sort of non sequitur, but after we watched the egoistic poromania, YouTube suggested to me something that was this like drama CD. And I Googled that and evidently there's just like a shit ton of like audio only Ooh. stories. Mm. There's like the Alpha Beta Gamma Trilogy, Science Gate Drama CD audio series, magazine exclusive one. Oh, I see the it. Movie has its own drama CDs. There's like radio shows, roundtable meeting audio things. Like, I don't know. Like they've put out so much content in this extended universe universe and basically like every medium it's it's like yeah pretty crazy the franchise is called science adventure hmm. it's like a whole yeah. a whole lore a whole universe and it's, so it's not even just like these characters and stuff but like there's sort of like a bigger universe or is science adventures just these characters in this world there are uh, more characters that sometimes okay. they interact sometimes they don't but yeah it's multimedia huh. With games on the PlayStation, with yeah. visual novels, with manga, all of it. I mean, I guess I'm used to like, you know, like an anime, a video game, a movie, a manga. But like this feels like next level. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there's like another series that has this where it's like, well, we'll explore this side story from this character's point of view and this timeline this way. I don't know. Seems pretty wild. Yeah, I mean the premise and and the uh, importance of anyone else, any one person's perspective really lends itself to that. So that's cool. Oh my god, I cannot believe how much extra content there is. Wow. And yeah. uh, is it? You said it was like audio only stuff. Is it? Is there an English translation or is there it's like subtitles? Subtitle. On this one is like fan sub. Oh, cool. Inevitable blushing gossip. English sub. <laughs> The timeline that I want to see that I don't know if they've made anything with is just like the dystopian future. Mm. I sort of want to see the dystopian future mm. where like Makise joins Surd and then like, I don't know, we learn how everything gets so like horrible and awful and like the resistance. Like we get a little bit of that in Steins Gate Zero. But it's on the, the other timeline. It's the World War Three. Yeah, III. and it's just sort of like mm. uh, flash forwards versus like living in it. Yeah, yeah, like seeing how we got there and and what it's like. So, so usually when a story goes there, it like flashes into the future, and the main characters are now the resistance. One of them always has an eye patch. Who do you think <laughs> would get the eye patch? I'd be Okabe, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's. <laughs> I feel like Dara is going to have like the gun arm, you know, mm, okay. <laughs> that he, that he built himself in the field. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And it's going to have a funny name. <laughs> Okabe is a strong choice because he he's constantly uh, referring to Norse mythology and that has like an Odin vibe to it. Mm -hmm. oh, Odin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I immediately started thinking like Snake Plissken. Mm. Oh my God, the gun arm trope. I fucking love that. <laughs> uh, my choice for the eye patch would be uh, either Rukiko or Maori because like you can have the biggest like character flip where yeah. you meet them again yeah. and you're like, oh mm. my gosh, my best friend. And they're now a hardened soldier. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Complete reversal. yeah. She got really good with that sword. <laughs> like a weird outfit where like her underwear is connected to suspenders or something. Yes. <laughs> oh, Hayden. Yes. I like, I really like that. So that that's my pick is, is, is Ruka 
Because Ruka, you're like, oh yeah, the ceremonial sword. You're like, no, this is the killing sword now. Killing sword, yeah. <laughs> I don't need depth perception. I only need one eye. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, uh, yes, this episode was a lot of fun. It is, if you want a beach episode, a feel good, just like, there's a few quiet moments, mm-hmm. which were... Thank you know, welcome. It was great. Just like looking out of at this beautiful uh, uh, moonlit sky with Kurisu, like it, that was beautiful. The, the ending they got together was great. But just like wall to wall jokes about, you know, just them failing or them trying new things. Or there was even the trope of Kurisu was like working. It was just like a throwaway thing. But yeah. uh, Okabe said like, Oh, we all agreed to work here to pay for our plane tickets. I'm like, work w- at the Rhinet Battler Tournament, I guess? Yes, yeah, at the tournament. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it was like a, a huge convention, like a, a almost a cultural exchange kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They set up a maid cafe in the, the food court. Yeah, they do that at Otakon, too. Oh, okay. That makes oh. sense. But shout out to Miori. Like, she shared a room, shared a bed with a trans woman, didn't bat an eye to mm-hmm. her. Ruka's a woman. Mm-hmm. But they've like showered together already, right? No, that was um, Makise. Yeah. Oh, but they did dress together. That's true. Uh, Mary undressed uh, and dressed uh, uh, yeah. Ruka up in a cosplay thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which might have been the outfit Ruka was wearing when she was getting all paparazzi. Mm. Or yeah. it wasn't exactly oh, paparazzi. Yeah. She was on a stage yeah. and they were taking pictures. I think Mimi already probably set that up. Like the outfit Ruka was wearing, it was the same color fabric that Miori was sewing. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Okay. So let's figure out where in 23B we should be starting from. The changes. All right. How about, I mean, I'm looking at 1348. Right, it looks like they're getting back from the past. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. 1348. You got it. All right. Three, two, one, play. Okay. So this is 23B. So this is the same episode up to a point. Yeah. So the phone call doesn't happen this one Mm. because we're going off on an alternative timeline that will lead to him in the future making that video and setting it back. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Ben. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because that is a little bit of like, wait, where does that video come from? Mm-hmm. Timeline? What's going yeah. on? It's a little bit of Deus Ex Machina. Uh-huh. Like in the phone call, was he wearing the black suit? He wasn't. Oh, interesting. I don't think so. That was kind of a stark ending. It is. I mean, it's sad. It's like Okabe is just distant from all his friends now. Yeah, it's it's a little darker than I was I was looking for at oh, the end I bet. of the series. <laughs> but that is that's the ending I was essentially Ben, you're right. Like that's the ending I was kind of looking for. You know, Okabe changes and he gives up kind of the Hyoing Kyoma. Yeah, part of being a child, you know. Um and uh uh and Paul had said in the episode we recorded with him that you know, like these moments are the death of Kyo and Kyoma. And then he came back and I was like, oh, and it totally made sense with the the synthesis reading of the story that Ben brought up. Like, you know, you take both halves and you get the best out of both. You kind of yeah. like move forward that way. Kyo and Kyoma is a phoenix, though. Yes, sure, sure. 
So that was Daru's voice. So that was he visited the FGL and they were showing him this dating profile, right? It's so they were like, hey, do you remember who this person is? The dub has a it's all different. Oh, really? It shows it as Steinsgate Zero. Um, she is the face of this new AI uh, machine that is called oh gosh, what's Beethoven's real name? Earth's first name. Oh my gosh. What? Wolfgang? No, no, that's Wolfgang. Amadeus. Amadeus. Oh. Mozart. 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 Yes. So right, right, right. Steingate Zero starts off with uh Okabe hosting a convention where Kurisu's other classmates, uh, after she dies, they take her research further and create machine learning that can store human memories. Right, because she's a neuroscientist by like by study, trade. right? Yes. She just happens to yeah. know enough about the time travel theories to to hypothesize things for them. Yes. And so they create uh, something that can save human memories and they save hers as the first one. And he engages with that and that takes you down the story of Stein Gate Zero. Oh my think, God. And I think what brings some of the healing to the PTSD to make him make that video to save her. Oh my gosh. That's a ride. Yeah, I think it sort of does like so it explores the idea of like AI and how that interfaces with humanity and the way this one explores time travel and kind of the way that can like mess with human emotions and relationships mm. and stuff mm. like that. So it does the same thing with AI. And I do think it is a very clever device because then we're still, we're in this timeline where she's dead, but you can still have her as a character through this sort of AI avatar. Mm. And then it's like minor, minor spoilers, but I think it's more teaser intrigue, right? So in the universe where she's dead, she was like a key person to unlocking the secrets to time travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's dead, but her AI is still there. Mm. Her brain is. The AI becomes like this necessary component for the invention of time Wait, is is Makise Skynet? Does she become Skynet? (laughs) She launched the missiles? You'll have to watch and see. (laughs) All right, so I I figured out the, the difference wasn't anything crazy. It was just the dub renders the image kind of more high quality and mm. above makise introducing herself it says amadeus systems um, ah. and so it's much easier to see that it's like some type of new technology being released uh, okay. and this is okay. the face of siri kind of yeah i think wow. that is in the sub it's just too pixelated it's very pixelated yeah and so you can kind of see it but in the dub it's like it's very prominent and so when i first mm. watched it, i was like oh my gosh like someone's used her likeness it really kicks you off like wanting to know more about this timeline's future. Oh, that's this is a pretty dark episode. Like yes. this is uh, uh again, like this is kind of what I was looking for, but there were a few points where I'm like, oh, that's too far, man. <laughs> like uh, it was just such a simple thing, but he was like, Yeah, I didn't think college life would be so busy. And I was like, oh no. He was very like anti establishment yes. anti-institute and so you're like oh no you went to college yeah very traditional mm-hmm. now it's probably good for him because like you should probably learn the structures that you do want to rebel against before you rebel so you kind of know the context of what you're doing yeah but 
that can't be a fun thing for him. That's got to be kind of a soul crushing uh, change of phrase for him. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I'm the last episode when we were discussing the final two episodes, someone brought up like he, he they brought up how he was involved in making that forward backward time machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. We we're like, oh, so I guess he did learn how to actually like invent things and make stuff. Um, and so I think that's sort of like the explanation is he does go down this sort of more serious path where he's doing the work and learning and studying this stuff. Yeah, has mentors and can really refine his craft. Mm. And like it. So this essentially acts as a episode zero for Steins Gate Zero. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it like links the two series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's kind of clever. Like, I mean, I really like the structure of it, right? Because it's almost like we're going to end the series and we're going to have this kind of happy synthesis ending um, that'll be very satisfying to people who are emotionally invested. That's awesome. Yep. But mate, like it to me reads like maybe the author did have a darker path in mind. Yeah. Mm. But instead of going, well, that's season two, uh-huh. they went, well, let's just do the ending I eventually wanted to get to. And if it's popular and I get the funding, well, then I'll figure it out then. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could imagine another world where this was the ending mm-hmm. and then it's sort of like a downer. And then it's like, well, you have to watch season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> yes. at the end of season two is when they figure they at the very end, that's when they figure out how to do the video and the the, the Time Machine 2.0. And, and that's how... Uh, 24 actually happens right? yes. that's when you yes. really come to the conclusion of the series yeah so there's a little bit of a debate online of some people think like oh watch episodes one through 22 then watch 23 beta then watch steins gate zero and like say oh, wow yeah then the the next the 23 and 24 until like after that watch but i think that's that's not like consensus right that's just kind of one suggested watch order yeah i think i I think yeah absolutely i think it's very you know i had problems with the last few episodes but in context of this they make much more sense thematically to me yeah but it would be cool it's almost like a director's cut like Mm -hmm. of the the series i know you know and you wonder since it does come from that visual novel if you know, these were sort of like two different endings, right? Yeah. Like maybe this was one of like the dark endings and then the kind of original season ending, you know, that's probably the like, you did everything right kind of <laughs> rare happy ending, which I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, like if this if this was the final ending, like you, if this was the final ending, that would be weird, right? Like it sort of yes. does necessitate more and maybe that's just like, a different episode 24 where he sort of comes to terms with it and mm-hmm. like has some sort of emotional resolution or something. But I was just sort of thinking of the, um, I, I don't know if everyone here has played final fantasy seven, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the death of Eris, death of Aerith, but mm-hmm. like how, like that was just such an unthinkable thing in the game that this character would just die and there'd be like no way to revive them, especially in a universe where sort of like you can just revive people that are essentially dead yeah. all the time. And I just remember like we had all these theories of like, if you did this in the game and did this, there must be some secret way that like you can bring her back. Like there must be some way to like get the happy ending. Yeah, I don't know that it just sort of reminded me of that. And that's a game where it just 
no, there is no happy ending. It does not give you that out. And the fact that they did that, I think, made it very like a very, very powerful game. Uh, yeah. And maybe that's what I, I was expecting, something more like that. Because, you know, like Cloud in that game, the main character, he does have to learn to kind of move on. And actually, he kind of moves forward on his feelings for Tifa. Like, like, and I don't think that that happens in that story if Eris isn't out of the picture. Mm. But anyways, it's a that's a fascinating uh, a, a story. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows it or has played it or heard about it ad nauseum at this point. But it is well worth, uh, especially, I don't know if the remake is, it's visually stunning. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. But like the original, like it's, it's still worth playing today. It's pretty fun. Okay. Blixa, are you super bummed out by this alternate ending? <laughs> no, I was just wondering, like, does the episode four Okabe have all the memories of Steins Gate Zero Okabe? So Steins Gate Zero, it's a little bit spoilers, but if you're asking. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like reading Steiner only works in certain circumstances. You know, like when he would send a D-mail or do Makise's memory transfer thing. But if there's a different mechanism, like Suzuha coming back in a physical time machine with a video file, uh, go go ahead and say what you're thinking. Well, so so I think the Steinsgate Zero Kabe, I don't quite remember this, so this is a maybe spoiler. Mm. Um, (laughs) But I think that timeline ends with him in the future making that video mm-hmm. that then gets sent back to the original 23 Okabe and then like starts kind of like a new branch from that point, which leads to the end of the main series, mm. which allows for the main series. Oh, uh-huh. and because 23B, 23B Okabe doesn't go back in time. He sends a message back in time to his former oh, self. And yes. That- why the the other the one in 24 doesn't remember that stuff i kind of think out. that's true but then it's like in my head i'm like almost like i'm like did both happen somehow <laughs> i really can't i think that's how it happens because there's something beautiful to okabe that's like what like 10 years into dealing with this ptsd mm-hmm. coming to terms and then encouraging his younger self to like push forward and try one more time Ah, it's like he couldn't do it by himself there had to be like this mentor figure that did do the work to allow this this Mm. new world line for an okapay that didn't do the work that just came off of the drama to be able to get up and do it again yeah so so i believe that is right and then i think there are some other things that change too do we do we want the full spoiler? No, 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 no. I'm okay. sat. My curiosity is satisfied. Okay. Well, I'll just say one more thing, which oh, is so one shit. of the other differences. There's the video and the slap, and mm, yes. it also explains why the slap is different. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and quite different, right? So it was originally it's Mayuri slaps him, mm-hmm. and then in this one it was Suzuha went to slap him, and Mayuri actually shielded him. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I will probably check out Steins Gate Zero based on the strength of this episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, two things stick out to me. One is I kind of like that, like this negative image of himself, the 23B him that goes off into the future and sends, becomes his own mentor, sends the uh, uh, video back in time. 
that's cool because we invoked Odin earlier and that's mm. kind of an Odin thing. Like Odin is sacrificed, like hangs himself on a tree. But the trick is he sacrifices himself to himself. So like he oh. goes through this death underworld journey and gives up one of his eyes. But in exchange for he like he gets a bunch of magic stuff. So like one thing is that like he knows himself intimately and that like kind of helps him know the the universe, the cosmos as a whole. And like, I mean, it just tastes the same way to me, right? Like he's kind of, you know, sans the eye patch, like he is kind of becoming Odin and, and uh, uh, reaching back towards himself in the past. Okay. So who, who here would give up an eye in exchange for magic stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I think at this point in my life, Cause I'm, I just got my first pair of like actual prescription glasses to start getting used to. Yeah. Uh, and I probably didn't need to get them this early, but I really had wanted them for a long time. So since I am in a mood to change how my vision, how I associate with my vision, hmm. then now is the time for me to give up that eye. <laughs> All right. That's a well thought out what kind of What kind of magic are we talking? You know, just Odin <laughs> magic. <laughs> Yeah, runes, rune magic. Yeah. He's big into runes. Sure. Yeah, okay. sure. We'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mag- like, like the one person in the world with magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What if there's a bunch of people walk around with one eye yeah. and a bunch of Odin magic? Oh wow. Yeah. Then it's less appealing. Less appealing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what about you, Hayden? Yay or nay? I think I would. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I'd totally go yeah. for that. Yeah. What if you could just give someone else's eye and get magic? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh. See, that's the dark magic when you use someone else's stuff. <laughs> so this eye belonged to a dude named Ben, but <laughs> it's not. How about this? Experimental treatment, you got to take out the lens of your eye. They'll inject in a retrovirus, but like maybe after a couple months, you'll like start being able to see like ultraviolet light. Oh my God. <gasps> Fatherhood like has changed you. New colors. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it yourself. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, they don't have the problem with the lens because our lenses block UV. So it makes it a little harder, but they basically did this with monkeys that can't see blue, yellow distinction. They like, I think it was that, or maybe, no, maybe they can't see red, green. I forget. But um, they took dichromatic monkeys and injected a thing that lets them like detect the third color of light that we can see. And the monkeys like eventually learn to be able to like use that information. That's so wild. Is it, wait, isn't it like humans? Like we hallucinate the color yellow? I think it's blue. Is it blue? Yeah, I think it's blue. What, what does that mean? What does that even like, mean? Like we don't have the receptors for a certain wavelength and like our brain extrapolates. Fills uh, in the blanks. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, wait. Shocker. I think ben is skeptical sure about, about something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's still the same old Ben after all. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I think we have red, green and yellow cones or receptors or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah. And it you we use I think red and green to approximate blue. Yeah, see, Ben, I'm not I'm just making this well, stuff up. Uh, I guess it's just like that doesn't mean you're not halluc- I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, you, it's like you see it, but it's because your brain can process two things that 
like two receptors that aren't necessarily receiving blue light or whatever. It's like your brain having a concept of object permanence. Hmm. I mean, it's like we're sort of doing that with like all colors, right? <gasps> like, so what? Yes. I mean, like yellow is like the red and green getting stimulated, right? I suddenly regret bringing this up. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about again? Colors are weird. <laughs> like, are we sacrificing eyes still? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. So you can have magic powers, but you just have to be part of this conversation every day. Oh, every day. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't there an anime about Odin? Did I hallucinate that? I'm sure there's several. There's that like Viking one. Vinland Saga? Mm. Yeah. There's Wait, does it actually that... have gods in it? I thought that was just oh. like a real world. Yeah, I think that's just historical fiction. There's a tournament anime that brings together different gods from different pantheons and <gasps> fights in a fight to oh, the death. Wow, like a battle royale type thing. One on one. It's pretty interesting. Oh wow, that sounds cool. One of the first fights that I remember was like it was Adam of the Bible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and he's like super overpowered because he's like uh -huh. the original human. And I think he was fighting like some Chinese mythology demigod. Um, but, but like, doesn't everyone know Adam's weakness? What's his weakness? Like a what? naked chick with an a apple. Naked chick. <laughs> <laughs> or just like get some snake to lie to him. You just offer him any fruit and he's like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. So just... <laughs> well, yeah, a couple years ago, there was an anime like that, but it was the Zodiac. Mm. Oh, that sounds familiar. I just remember watching it. And it's like, oh, this is like, if all the stands from JoJo's got together and fought. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally derailed us. I don't remember where we were. Uh, so how Okabe was sort of like Odin, uh, him sending the message back to himself. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that uh, characterization of Odin there. But uh, And then there was a second thing that I uh, uh, thought about, which was, I, I obviously this is explained in Steins Gate Zero, but there's like a narrative line I really hope is part of it. It probably isn't. Is that like, what if as he lets go of Hyoin Kiyoma in this 23B timeline, what if the reading Steiner gets lighter and gets mm. easier and maybe he forgets some stuff, you know? And like that, that could be its own tragedy, but also... Yeah. It's good that we don't remember everything, every detail of every moment of our lives. Like some things can be forgotten. It's okay. Sometimes it's better for you. Mm. Yeah. Like me forgetting our train of thought here. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> it, made, it was great made our podcast us. better. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Those are kind of the only, you know, thoughts I had on uh, uh this episode it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it i liked both of them really you know just enjoy us all taking the time to be together one more time before the year is out i'm yeah. really i'm really happy about this episode how is it that so many discussions with diehard steinscape fans the movie never came up until hayden popped in again <laughs> i don't think the movie actually existed in the past timeline <laughs> i think we're in the hayden timeline <laughs> It was released in 2013. 2013. So yeah, it was released before the 23B. OVA. Oh, wow. And then 2018 is when Steingate Zero was released. So there, it was. if you were watching it on release, you had to wait. <laughs> Jeez. So 23B preceded Steingate Zero by a while. It, I thought by maybe they would three have years. released it as like 
a teaser in anticipation like the month before or something like that but yeah the, the three years before a year before your teaser <laughs> i love it well we're definitely gonna some of us are gonna go look at steins gate zero possibly immediately uh but we're also gonna you know take a look at the movie see what see what's up with it maybe we'll want to do uh an episode on that in the off season it would it would serve um, that role really well it's fun all right all right Okay, well, any last thoughts on this series as a whole? Well, I mean, we do have some standard questions for Hayden. Yeah, absolutely. Take it away. Oh, me? Yeah. I thought you were the one that usually does this. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Hayden, like, if our (laughs) listeners really liked, um, what did we watch again? Steins Gate, like, alternate (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) If they really liked that, like, do you have anything you would recommend? I think the um, something that I would recommend, it's my favorite movie of all time. Oh, which is about time with Rachel mm. McAdams and the guy that plays the redhead in <laughs> Star Wars. In, oh, uh, the, the new trilogy. The, uh, the general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a it's another time travel movie where time travel is not just a mechanism. It's almost like a character in the story. Uh-huh. Uh, mm. And I love kind of the message that that story kind of lands on, which is. It's not really a spoiler, but it's just it's to be present in every moment. Oh, I like that. Pretty cool. So I I would totally recommend that movie. It's fun. Otherwise, you know, go watch the Steingate movie and then go watch Steingate Zero. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and uh, I know I know I know there isn't any projects you're working on right now, but uh, you're a big board game person. So is there a board game you're playing now or one that you would recommend? Rynet, Rynet Battlers, right? <laughs> I wish I I could not deduce what type of game that was. Oh, we made progress on that. Really, yeah, it's good ghosts and bad ghosts. I think was was the name of the thing. What, okay, what, uh, it's kind of like Stratego. It's like yeah. got asymmetrical information. Fun. So there's a little bit of the psychological gameplay at <laughs> going. Yeah, uh, I there is a uh, like a semi time travel based like story based. Uh, game called I think it's called the loop where it's kind of a legacy game where decisions you make in one scenario will affect another um, I've not played it but I've looked into it and really wanted to get it because uh, it seems like a really like easy thing to play with people that aren't super into having like a lot of miniatures or a lot of complex rules um, but just kind of to mm-hmm. ex- ex- to experience a story together but another game I am playing right now uh, that I've really really fallen in love with it's called Guardians of Atlantis 2 it's a, a 3v3, 2v2, 1v1 uh, MOBA mm-hmm. uh, kind of simulator, kind of like League of Legends. And you play a hero and there's little minions on the board that you can farm, killing them to get experience and then go after other player heroes. And it's very fun. It, it definitely plays better when there's more people in the arena. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun. My friend Patrick, uh, who's been on, kickstarted it. And so he was part of the community that started it. And then we happened to meet the creators at a board game convention. Whoa. They're out of some European country. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, And so it was kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity to meet the creators. So, so I thought you were describing a video game when you did. Oh, no, yeah. This is is a board game inspired by MOBAs. Yep. So like turn-based MOBA. That's cool. Yeah. So, so do you do like the sort of primitive AI for the, what do you call them? The spawned. The mobs. 
Yeah, the mobs. Like, is it like advance the mob three forward, attack within, like nearest character within two range or something like that? There, it, it's more, it's less of that than I thought it was going to be. Um, they're mostly just standard kind of figurines that you can target. And so they don't do a lot of moving, but as one team farms them and kills them more often than another, there is a lane push where you will advance closer to their their flag if you're playing like capture the flag. Mm -hmm. And but you get less minute less of these little minion miniatures than the defending team does on that second lane. And so it, it's less of like they have turns in between your turns and more of like as the round ends, kind of the state of the board mm. will get a little mixed up. Mm. Neat. Okay. And that was called one more time. Guardians, Guardians of, of Atlantis, Atlantis 2. 2. Electric Boogaloo. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's it. That's That's kind of it for us for the year but we're mm. going to be back with uh some Sekiro stuff that I did and then and we're going to discuss very soon the next series and some 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 stuff in the off season maybe some movies or things we want to watch do we feel satisfied do we feel happy about our coverage of Steinsgate yeah did everybody have a nice time today we, we covered a lot i feel good i'm glad we started off with that like happy thing that was like a good palate cleanser yeah, that was a good format, uh, 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 Hayden. Thank you. If it worked, it worked. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's do this. Okay, are you all ready? Ready. Yeah. Pen. Pen. Pals. Ho, 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 ho. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> You're all wonderful. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Good night. Bye, Hayden. Good night. Happy holidays.